conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast powered purely by raw sexual magnetism. I'm your host, Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, still wearing her bright red lipstick, it's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? You know, this lipstick is uh, Spider-Man from the Marvel Maybelline collection. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast formerly powered by raw sexual magnetism, now powered by being a dork. I'm not a dork, although I do also have the Iron Man one and the Black Panther one. I'm just missing uh, the Black Widow one, I think. Yeah. Okay. You say I'm not a dork and then immediately follow up with three reasons you are a dork. Um, I think there's also a a Captain Marvel one, but I am not sure... I still um, am actually. not a dork. Actually. Anyway, I'm good, Dan. How are you? <laughs> I'm very tired. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. The Bucks won the finals yesterday. Good for her. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our recreation of <laughs> Anna's tweet from earlier today. I had to make my own jokes again because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and I only got six likes, Dan. Isn't that high for that you, though? That is really you high for often? me, actually. I saw them rolling in, and I was like, yeah, so this is what it's like to be viral. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the only person who likes my tweets is you. <laughs> I actually was feeling hot yesterday, Dan. Sorry, I just hit my teeth. I was so excited. I posted two tweets, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and both of them, the first one got seven likes, and the second Whoa. one got six. So that's a total of... 13 likes ladies and gentlemen and that's that's almost worth a free kids meal i know i know the first one was about me and gage working from home together i saw that one too go check them out i'll say my pod my not oh my god my brain say my instagram oh my twitter handle later i was about (laughs) to compliment you on on your way to keep the audience through the entire episode to get your twitter handle but then it just took nine minutes for you to figure out how to say twitter handle it's been a long day dan um but as i was saying the bucks won yesterday which is very exciting i'm not a bucks fan but we're both in milwaukee um i am a big basketball fan however the chicago bulls are about as relevant as uh former new york city mayor john something or other from the 50s good job thank you i'm great at metaphors um so we got back from watching it at the bar at at like 12 30 and went to sleep at one um and then i had to get up at 5 30 for a meeting today so i am running on four hours of strong sleep you have like international meetings don't you Yes, yeah. all of my coworkers except for my boss are out of the country. Most yeah. of them are in India. One Ooh. is in London. Ooh, those are some big time differences. Yes, they are, and they're going to be <laughs> exacerbated in a couple weeks. Ugh. Yeah, for real, Dan. You're gonna have to take um, middle of the night calls, my dude. I thrive in the dark. Is a total lie. <laughs> I, I'm not a morning person nor a night person. Dan has a 3 p.m. bedtime. <laughs> I wish. Well, push it to five. Adam 12's on at four. Oh, pardon me. Come on. 
I can't miss my stories. Your stories. Your programs. <laughs> You're like my grandpa. If you don't have your DVR, what are you going to do? I don't know. Um, before we get into the episode this week, I'm going to pitch our merch right now. Yes! We have merch, if you didn't listen all the way through the last episode, um, at shop.wearecreativeland.com. You can get an In Conclusion t-shirt and In Conclusion sticker, or you can get flip-flops with my face on them. Daniel! What? You know... Am I not supposed to promote that? No, I mean, you can. I just thought you were going to say our mug, maybe. Sorry, you can also get a mug with the In Conclusion logo on it. And if there's any other merch you want, you want us to make, tell us. We'll yeah. make it. What's it doesn't cost favorite, us anything. What's your favorite In Conclusionism, you know? Not In Conclusionism. It could just say not... Oh, wait, you were making that joke. Now I feel stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there we go. Not the me not realizing... Not me realizing you were making a joke, but like late... <laughs> I love that for her. Oh, I love that um, for her too. Good for her. Is there a, is there a way to monetize the sound of you breathing into the microphone? <laughs> Sorry, I have such a powerful nose. You could try yeah, you it. Yeah, you gotta. I could try your nose. No, what? no, I just mean it could just say like on the shirt. <laughs> Breathes heavily uh, into microphone. Anyway, it's shop.wearecreativeland.com, and that's where you can get all of our sick merch, bro, at the merch table at the back of the show. Anyway, the movie that we're talking about today is the first one that Anna and I have watched in person together. Yes. 60 episodes into the show. Yes, and Dan Um, only had to hold the pillow for part of it. I was holding a pillow for the entire time. Not out of fear, out of comfort. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it was out of fear for a little bit, and then it slowly turned into just because you were comfy that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie that we're talking about is Split, released in 2016, written, directed, and produced by M. Night Shyamalan, starring James McAvoy, Anya Taylor-Joy, Betty Buckley, Haley Lou Richardson, Jessica Sula, and M. Night Shyamalan as a man who loves wings. Jay. His name is Jay. He is. His name is Jay, and he loves wings. He does. I don't think that... I think all of M. Night Shyamalan's characters in all of his movies are the same person um, and are also not written. I think he just finds a scene that he wants to be in and joins in. I would agree with you. I think I mentioned this to you in person, but I'm going to say it here, too. M. Night Shyamalan never looks the way I expect him to. Yeah, because he, he looks so normal. Yeah, like a he looks person. like a big old nerd. I expect, no offense, M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> but I expect you to look a little cooler, I guess. I expected him to look kind of like Marilyn Manson, the <gasps> Cobb-ish. No, not no, no, no. act like Marilyn Manson. I, M. Night Shyamalan is not a terrible person by all... That we know of. <laughs> all measures that we know of, he is a totally normal, fine person. But just based on like his the movies that he makes and like the the image that you would think that the person who makes those kind of movies would have, he'd be like goth or something. Uh, going right along with, you know, saying the wrong thing. I'm just gonna say this right away too. Okay. Uh, Dan and I are not psychologists. We took we both didn't fail, but didn't do good enough to get a credit in our first AP Psych <laughs> class. <laughs> so we had to take Psych in college, Psych 1001. Neither one of us majored in psych no, yeah, as you not. can see it was our passion so uh this movie did have some connotations when it came out and some um backlash from mental health communities and um i think anything we do say or uh 
anything we discuss is not a scientific fact. It's just our opinions. Um, we do not know anything besides what it might have said. I don't know. I never really cracked open a textbook. Sorry, Mom. Uh, inside my Psych 1001 textbook. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's something to discuss. I think it's something that's actually really interesting about this movie is um, I feel like interesting is a bad choice. But like it's it's something that gives this movie character is the heated discussions that came up as a result of it. Yeah, I don't... I understand um, why those discussions happened. I I tend to fall into the opinion that this is a superhero movie and I don't expect them to be realistic. And I think the the main issue is that they gave uh, James McAvoy's character a disorder that is a real world disorder and didn't say that he has like phlebtonium disorder or something. Not (laughs) phlebtonium. Um, because yeah. I, I don't know how you could watch this movie and ever think that disassociative identity disorder is like that because this, it, it is not realistic. No, guess, none of this is, it's a, it's a movie. It I is a fiction. My mom once told me when I was little and I asked her why at the end of every Barbie commercial, they had to say that dolls don't actually swim and talk on their own. Uh-huh. And it's because there are people out there who will believe it. I would I I tend to believe that the audience is smarter than the four-year-olds watching the Barbie commercials. And I tend to believe everybody's a little bit stupid. Um, <laughs> I I think I've the been dichotomy told, of man. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it. I I think there's kindness in everybody, but I also think everybody's a little bit naive. Um, I think if this was your first time hearing about this disorder, I mean, granted, I'm sure people have heard of it before. Um, yeah, I mean, the uh, it was called multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm. and that has been a trope in media for uh, Jekyll and Hyde's over 100 years old, so at least that. Um, Sorry, you said that, and it immediately took me to David Hasselhoff singing the Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> theme tra- tracks from the musical in Germany, where he's very popular. Yes, um, I was reading about the Berlin Wall, David Hasselhoff performed a concert that brought down the Berlin Wall. That sounded fake. That sounded fake. It's, that's not actually what happened, but okay. that's the, the story about it. You know, his pecs um, can separate, like, machines. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, circling back from David Hasselhoff to our discussion of mental illness. Um, <laughs> My two moods. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that people are... I tend to believe that people are smart enough to realize that this is not what disassociative identity disorder actually is. And people are, the people who, who suffer from that are not, um, you know, going to eat you. Yeah, I think I would agree with you um, in that people are smarter than that. But I also just think it's important. I Like I said, I think it's important that Dan and I mentioned that, again, anything we discuss is like, strictly based on the movie we don't know anything about this disorder enough to have a, a serious opinion i can about it. i cannot emphasize that enough yeah. we don't know anything about psychology no dan and i <laughs> we held on by a thread okay yes um yeah no i i just like i said i'm trying to cover our butts dan <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> and i just 
you know, we're still learning, so any information is always welcome. Just know that we are on a perpetual education journey about life, specifically psychology, because... Because <laughs> we, we uh, did enough of the extra credit studies to get a B in the class. Absolutely. That is correct. Yeah. I wrote a rap about uh, like how neurons work when I was in high school. Neurons. Synapses. They're in, they're in your head. Almost like the Grateful Dead. Synapses. Whoa. Dan, that actually They're slapped. in your brain. Almost like... Crazy Trey. Dan, oh my god, high schools are going to be booking us in no time. Oh my gosh. In conclusion, the traveling show. Hello, Psych 1. I'm Anna. This is Dan. We almost failed this class, but we're going to teach you today. (laughs) To be honest, I did not spend much time in my high school psychology class. That was the only class that I had in school that you didn't have to ask to use the bathroom because he was like, you're adults or almost adults. I trust you to, you know, use your time wisely and not take advantage of this. So I 100% took advantage of this. And I we had block scheduling. So classes were 90 minutes every other day. Um, So I would sit in class for 10 minutes. I would get up to go to the bathroom. And I would come back with 10 minutes left in class. Daniel. I got a three on the AP test somehow. My teacher was hot. So. Oh, so you never left the room. I was there the whole time. I was like, Mr. K. (laughs) Can you explain to me how this works? Actually, because I don't understand it. But also because you're hot. Um, So. Split was released on January 20th, 2017 in the U.S., with a budget of $9 million, 2017? Two... Yeah. It came out my freshman year. Oh, God. I thought it came out like 2015. That makes me feel so old right now. Okay, continue. Uh, with a budget of $9 million, it made $278.5 million. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a 77% approval rating. The critical consensus says Split serves as a dramatic tour de force for James McAvoy in multiple roles and finds writer-director M. Night Shyamalan returning resoundingly to thrilling form. I'm just going to say it right now. James McAvoy kills it in this role. He, he, I mean, this role, these multiple roles, he really shows off his acting chops. Not that I ever thought yes. he didn't have any because he's famous and successful. But mm-hmm. um, he, he really shows off his... His uh, talent for the craft, in the craft. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anyone who is talented enough to star in a production of Macbeth set in a three-star Michelin restaurant, I believe, can do anything. Whoa. Uh, there, in 2005, there was a BBC broadcast of Shakespeare Retold of mm. Macbeth. Um that was set in a three-star Michelin restaurant hosted, owned by celebrity chef Duncan um, with Joe Macbeth as the sous chef and his wife, the maitre d'. Goodbye. Not Joe Macbeth. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. I. Oh, Toby Kebbell was in it, too. Hmm. Who? Wait, wait. Who was James McAvoy? Was he Joe? Yeah, he was Joe Macbeth. Oh, Joe Mackers. Joey Max. Joey Max. Um, unfortunately, he was not nominated, James McAvoy. Um, 
not nominated for any major awards for his performance in this movie. He was nominated for Best Actor in a Movie at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. That's an award, Um, Dan. That's a major award. And he won Best Actor at the San Diego Film Critics Society Awards. Well, you know Um, what they say. I mean, like, horror and um, thriller movies are oftentimes not branded for awards i mean think of i think it was get out is the only one that has crossed over since the sixth sense basically yeah it's so hard for thriller and horror movies to get and even then wasn't it branded as a comedy get out yeah i'm pretty sure it was that was just the golden globes because the golden globes are really stupid yeah Um, so i think people are afraid to nominate horror movies because they're supposed they come from such like a campy over-the-top background Mm -hmm. that when people try to make them into like dare i say art i mean i did just watch all of the conjuring universe movies dan and those are they art arte one might say that's art with an e i i understood that what does that mean (laughs) it's like art only fancier oh my gosh Hop off yourself. Mm. Um, you know, I was swirling a glass of wine while watching those. Pinky's out. No, I don't understand. How did the devil make them do it? Mm. I, I'm, I'm, it is it is obviously the, the artist's... Um, it's the artist's intention to make us think more after watching the film. Quite. So it's it, delectable. Mm, mm. This is the mouth feel of a fresh living room carpet. Yes! Yes, that was me watching those movies. And then also dancing to Dancing in the Moonlight, which is the closing theme for Annabelle Returns. Yeah, I'm never watching those movies. Well, the closing, the credits music is absolutely stellar. I'll just listen to Top Loader if I need to hear it. Okay. Uh, So let's get into the movie. The movie starts out. Uh, with everybody remembering that time that they were at a birthday party in high school that they did not want to be at. Triggering, truly. I mean, not not <laughs> yeah. in high school for me, but it very much gave me last year of middle school where your parents are still making you invite everybody in the class to the mm. party, and you get invited to a girl's pool party, and they're like, okay, fill out this sheet, and we'll see who knows the most about Sarah, changing her name for to protect the innocent. Oh, wow, you're going really specific on this memory. I can't wait for you to slip in a detail for people to do a scavenger hunt to figure out who you're talking about. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody knows her. We were never really friends. Um, But Mm. then everybody's like, okay, now let's correct and see how many people out of this list of 20 of Sarah's favorite things that you got right and I got none right. And then my mom picked me up and I was like, I'm never going to another one of her birthdays again because (laughs) I none of my friends came. They're all like, oh, I'm sick. Sick and of I, Sarah. I was like, can somebody, like, you know, give give you girl a heads up next time? So it's not just me and my one piece, like, pretending that I have a friend? Never. Never. Um, anyway, that's my, my birthday, trauma. The only lucky thing about when my birthday is, it's New Year's Eve, is that it's, uh, eventually I just, I, I couldn't have parties for my birthday um, because everybody was out of town mm-hmm. or, or busy around the holidays. So I wouldn't have to invite the people that I didn't like. You know, one time, I'm not trying to outdo you. I'm just, this reminded me. Sounds like you're trying to outdo me. Well, I think this will make you laugh. 
One time when I was in middle school, again, I had a birthday party, and it was on the cusp of when people were starting to think I wasn't cool anymore, you know? That same time I had just mentioned oh, to you. bless your heart. Dan, <laughs> I'm cool again. It's fine. Uh-huh. Oh, you can't see it, but my eyes just got really big. Um, <laughs> This girl that was at my birthday party, I thought she was my friend. My dad was really good friends with her dad. And... She called her dad in the middle of the night during the sleepover. We were all asleep. My parents were in their room. All the girls were in the living room, right? Standard. Yeah. And my dad is a really light sleeper. And he wakes up because he hears the door opening. And That's he terrifying. runs out to the living room because, like, he's like, there's these kids out there. Like, I'm scared. I got to go protect these kids. Yeah. And he gets out there, and this girl called her dad, my dad's friend, to come pick her up because she, quote unquote, wasn't having fun and thought she just could leave under cover of darkness. And of course, my dad was like, oh my God, I could have killed you just now, like, yeah. with a baseball oh my bat. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, she didn't tell you. I assumed that she had asked you to use the phone. And my dad was like, no. So. Oh, that's, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I assume this is also Sarah. No, this is, uh, let's call her Jan. Jan. Wow. You can, that's a, a very nice name to give someone. My 80-year-old uh, friend. Yeah, your Brady Bunch friend. Good yeah. Lord. Um, yeah, so it starts out, and we see we're at a high school girl's birthday party. Um, Classic. We we got Anya Taylor-Joy. Gage's crush. Anya Taylor-Joy with dark hair. Um, she's the outcast. And she's still gorgeous, like, for what? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then the other two girls who, who are of importance are Claire and Marsha, played by Haley Lou Richardson and Jessica Sula. Don't come uh, for me telling me I have Brady Bunch names when one of the girls is literally named Marsha. That's true. Um, they were basically forced to invite her to the party. They're talking to their dad. They're like, ugh. Can we just leave without her? And her dad's like, we are not leaving until she gets picked up. Because he's a good person. Um, we assume. We I mean, I like to think he is a good person. Considering he, you know, when the girl comes over, he acts like, even though the daughter very clearly doesn't want to be seen with Anya Taylor-Joy's character, he still makes it seem like, oh, come on, it'll be my pleasure to drive you home. It's not going to be much longer before all you guys have your licenses and I can't drive you and your friends around, right? Like, I don't know. He he doesn't have to be nice, Gives especially, up. like, if the girl lives out of the way or something. Yeah, good dad vibe energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bare minimum so, dad. <laughs> yeah, so he goes to give him a ride home. Anya Taylor-Joy's in the front seat. The two girls are in the back seat. When he is uh, jumped, I guess, by some mysterious figure the leftover boxes Um, are strewn about the parking lot and then somebody gets in the car who is it he looks oddly like james mcavoy (gasps) we all gasp he's got his shirt buttoned all the way up with uh, a very fast acting chloroform spray yeah still not really sure what that was yeah that he uses to knock out three girls and then we see the opening title split that is what happens Uh, yes and then we are inside a compound um a spooky room full of spooky nothingness with a very well-kept bathroom yeah honestly that bathroom it looks nice it looks it's nicer than my bathroom okay i was gonna say that too but i wasn't sure if that would make me sound like a gross person it's just because my bathroom's old i live in an old building yeah i live in a hundred 
10-year-old building. Exactly. My bathroom is not nice. No, it exactly. It is perfectly functional, but my bathtub is 110 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ba- uh, old bathrooms get crusty. Yes. They, I don't know what color the grout is. Nope. Even if you clean them, it's still scary in there. <laughs> uh, so, this in this room, the, the girls wake up and they're like, what? Huh? What? Um, and then James McAvoy comes in again and he pulls one of the girls out, Marsha. But as he does so, Anya Taylor-Joy tells her to pee her pants. Smart. Mm-hmm. They always which say that like, if you're being abducted, do something gross, which, like, yeah. again, I would have no issues. I am constantly disgusting. I just start doing my stand-up routine. <laughs> it's like that, that meme where they're throwing, um, oh, fuck, the one kid from The Simpsons in back through the window. and it's Ralph. Like, yeah. Yes, Ralph. <laughs> I'm in danger. Throwing him back through the window. Um, uh, so she does, which uh, angers James McAvoy, who in this... Uh, version is Dennis. Um, what, James McAvoy's character, the the neat freak, is Dennis. Um, the pervy neat freak, which we learn yes. later. Well, I mean, aren't we all? Aren't they all? Daniel, are you a pervy neat freak? Is that what you're saying? No, I am. I am not a perv, nor am I a neat freak. Me either. Um, <laughs> it's pretty messy over here, and also very vanilla. My only thing is. I get I get mocked by some people who are very close to me because I I say things have places and sometimes that place is in a pile but that pile is a place for things to be. Is it Poppy uh, that mocks you? Poppy speaks English and makes fun of me all the time. Yep. Gage she calls also has me a, a tornado. baritone voice. She does. My cat is a baritone. You know. Meow. She'd really round out a uh, a choir. Yeah. Cats. Gage calls me a tornado, so there's that. It's tornadic. Um, and then we we see a flashback, um, and we see a five year old uh, Anya Taylor boy who looks like Taylor or Timothy Chalamet. Yes, um, Casey. Her character's name is yes, right. Yes, her character's yeah. name is Casey. Uh, as if I'll remember that. I know it's hard with the big uh, actors. Yeah, and she is out on a hunting trip with her father and her uncle. I'm sure nothing bad will happen here. Uncles are never dangerous in movies. Yeah, large uncles who are seemingly good with kids in movies. Nothing bad's going to happen with this. What? I saw him. I completely forgot about that plot line, and then the movie started, and we saw him on screen, and I went into fight or flight. Oh, no. Immediately. Um. Anyway, end flashback. We then see a therapist, Dr. Karen Fletcher. We all um, should be seeing a therapist from time to time. Yeah. Woo. Um, this episode of In Conclusion is brought to you by therapy. And the therapy. one psych class we took in college. Therapy. Somehow making Anna and I more insufferable. Uh-huh. It's because now I spend all my time being annoying and all not as much of my time crying. <laughs> I, I, I tell all my emotions to my therapist, so I have n- time for nothing but comedy with everyone else. Amen. Uh... <laughs> <Your> face. <laughs> Damn, you just made the worst grimace I've ever seen in my life. Uh, th- this therapist, who is basically just Dr. Exposition, um, is meeting with Kevin, uh, but 
I'm sorry, not Kevin, Dennis, James McAvoy, but it's a different version of Dennis. Instead, this version that he she's meeting with is Barry. My um, favorite, one of my favorites. Yeah, he is a sketch artist. He's got a heavy Boston accent. He wears um, a hat that makes him look like a fairy. Yeah, with his ears sticking out. I yeah. don't get that trend. The, I've seen a bunch of the, the trend of a bunch of people. I mean, it's the people who dress like it's the, the early 90s, late 80s. Um, with the I really did. baggy clothes and the polo shirts and the like the um, the rugby shirts and they wear beanies and they keep their or tooks if you're Canadian and they keep the beanie like straight around their head so it doesn't cover their ears and I'm like your ears are cold. See, I do that because or I I do that sometimes with shorter hats, but that's because my ears naturally pop out because they're huge. Uh-huh. Um, but that's because you, you have the ears of a bat. You that can fly. is correct. I use sonar most of the time to find my food. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think it. The only reason why I can think of you somebody doing that is because their ears aren't going to stay in their hat, and it'll come out anyway. So why not just let the ears out? Even though my ears I don't always s- get cold. I don't spend a lot of time focusing on the ears of these people. Mm. Um, must be nice to have manageable ears, Dan. <laughs> hey, I have a giant head, so my ears feel like it, it hurts after a while when they're under a hat. Oh, God. Um, I have a head the size of a watermelon and the brain the size of a pea. Welcome to my <laughs> second therapy session of the day. Love it. Um, so it is here that we learn that all of these are alternate personalities alternate people basically living inside of one person this guy's name is kevin kevin crumb <laughs> what a, that's, that, that is a name that that's a are. bullyable name not that i bully yeah you you are that is the universe forcing you I- I- into the victim mm-hmm. um, as my dad would say he was branded with the nerd stamp your dad is not pulling any punches. Oh, my dad was not a nerd in high school, but he never lets me and my mom forget that we are big old nerds. <laughs> um, and the, the the therapist, she sees a, um, a news report about three girls have gone missing um, and that Claire's father, he's not dead, He's alive. He was just knocked out and the car was stolen. I mean, you'd um, think he was behind the car. I can't remember. I mean, I don't think they show you if he backs out or if he pulls through the spot. It would have been really funny if he went to back out normally. You just hear, thunk Literally. And then you keep going. Oh, God. I mean, would have made sense to me, but. <laughs> yeah. I would have uh, assumed. Yeah, so the girls are trying to figure their way out of, of this bunker room, and they are looking through the crack in the door, and they see a woman talking, and they're like, oh, maybe this woman can help us. So they, they try, and they like bang to get her attention, but when they do, um, she approaches the door, and it's not a woman. It's just James McAvoy in a skirt and high heels. It's another one of his personalities. And he's looking great, if I do say so myself. He Yeah, Harry Styles has nothing on him. I know, literally... The costume designer for this show walked so that Harry Styles could run. (laughs) Uh, And this is Patricia, uh, another one of Kevin's personalities. Um, 
And she assures them that nothing bad is going to happen to him. Patricia is a sketchy hoe. Patricia is uh, Dolores Umbridge when she's still putting up the front mm-hmm. at, at Hogwarts mm-hmm. to be the dorkiest that I have been. The chugiest that no, I have been? No, absolutely not. We're not using that word on this podcast. You know my mom knew that word before I did? It's probably because she saw it in the, the New York Times. Probably. Or she heard it from the children at her school before she retired. Oh, that's true. Um, so the, the therapist, she's on a Skype call discussing her patients. Uh, Skype really fumbled the lead here. Yeah. Um, they really <laughs> lost out everybody. Who'd have thought, you know? Yeah. Everybody going up through basically 2020 January was like Skype. Everybody uses Skype. Skype is the thing to do. And then Zoom came out. She really flew out of here, stole all the bases, took all the bread from Skype. Nobody's heard nor seen Skype in what feels like decades. It's over for Skype. I have, I still have Skype installed on my computer from when I used it in 2016. But I have not used it since 2016. Oh, yeah. Why would I, I do it? I think I still have the Skype app from when I dated somebody and they lived out of state. I never deleted it, but, yeah, you know. Welcome back to In Conclusion, where Anna and I go through the inventory of the apps on our phone. Mm-hmm. First off, the video messaging apps. Um, so the, the doctor, she expositions some more. And she says that the other identities know each other and they all basically hang out in a room. They're and pals. then one at a time they can grab the light, which brings them to consciousness in the real world, basically. And Barry's like the leader, like the moderator, we, yes. we find out. Yes, Barry, who is the um, sketch artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the girls, they meet another identity and it's Hedwig. My other favorite. Uh, the angry inch of Kevin's no, personalities. No, no. You can't make that joke. He's nine, Dan. I don't know what that show's about. I just know oh, the title of it. Oh, it's about um, a male-to-female transition that... Uh-huh. Um, the, Does that, it get this, botched? That, yeah. Ah! You're left well, Hedwig's with an a child. Inch. Yeah. Hedwig is a nine-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am really on my game. Today, I'm just telling you what these jokes. It's okay. You didn't know. Um, I know what Hedwig and the Angry Inch is all about. So, hit me up. I've listened to the soundtrack once or twice. That sounds like a lie. It sounds like you've listened to it once or twice times There's, ten. Listen, I've seen the the original movie because um, I watched it in a philosophy class. I don't remember why. And then there's this one song called Sugar Daddy from that show that I love. And I listen to that show song all the time and I don't really know any of the other songs. So. You got one up on me. I don't know any of the songs. Oh. You said Sugar Daddy and I just heard Sugar Sugar by the Archies. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Hedwig is worried that he's going to get in trouble because Patricia and Dennis are mad at him. Um, and, and the girls try and... Um, get him to break them out of the room. He says no, because he doesn't want to get in trouble. And then Claire, she finds a little hole in the ceiling, and she starts to dig her way into an air vent to escape. She gets into it, um, 
while Anya Taylor-Joy and Marsha, they hold the door. The um, absolute upper body strength to be able yes. to pull yourself up there. I mean, it's probably a lot fear That is hard. But, yeah. Especially because she could, like, barely reach it when she was originally doing it. That means she got her hands in there and used the sheer strength of her fingers to push yeah, her, her hands up. Her fingertip strength. Then. If anybody listening, go do a pull-up. No, thank you. Yeah. It's not easy. No. I mean, think about if you're being motivated by fear. I mean, they often say that, like, you know heightened anxiety and adrenaline will kick in and make you do some crazy stuff but yeah i don't know if my fingers are that strong weak little baby fingers. Yeah, my little sausage fingers over here i ripped two <laughs> of my fake nails off um so casey she gets into the air vent um and uh kevin becomes dennis again um where she crawls through the vents and gets to an exit and starts running for help calling for help doesn't find anybody dennis catches her because she is hiding in a closet but she's breathing too loud first mistake just stop breathing just die um and then because dennis is a neat freak he orders claire to take off her shirt because it's dirty and then locks her in a supply closet and that is where she will be for the rest of the movie rip yeah well rip her shirt and then rip her yeah um, it all happens eventually. Yeah. So, next, Kevin, as Barry, is in therapy again, talking to the doctor. But the therapist, she doesn't think that that's actually Barry there. She thinks it's another personality cosplaying as Barry. Pretending. Um, and he insists that it's him, that Barry's getting better. Um, and he says that there's a 24th personality because normally kevin has 23 personalities but there's a 24th personality the personality of the beast that is slowly emerging and ready to strike soon and get out and grab the light um i'm gonna yada yada some more uh, uh some of the plot because we are almost an hour into this and um, we're a third of the way through yeah that happens to us a lot yeah um so let's see the girls, they get food, and then they're told to take off even more clothes. Which makes um, me so uncomfortable. And you can yes. even tell that it makes Anya Taylor-Joy's character uncomfortable because, like, she has on a big, baggy sweatshirt underneath her big, baggy um, flannel, and she still is, like, trying to cover herself up. Meanwhile, the other girl that's in there, Claire, I think, mm -hmm. she's, like... It's Marsha. Marsha. She's literally in her underwear. Yes. And she can't do anything because it's not like she can shower or something and, like, wash off the pee from earlier in the movie because she doesn't have any fresh clothes to put back on. She'd have to put on her nasty pee underwear again, not to be gross and crass, but there's literally no other choice, and that's just so sucky. That's the worst part of their their situation. No, I know. Movie. I know that's it's not the, the worst part. No, but it I'm, just I know. I'm out. joking. Um also, the, the, the picture of Anya Taylor-Joy being uncomfortable in her multi-layer baggy clothes and the other one being just in their underwear. That's me and Anna. Yeah. I hate. Oh, my gosh. You Why would you ever choose to be naked? You just wear clothes. it's freeing. No. Okay. Well. Never. Weird flex, but okay. Dan, the yeah. never nude. 
I'm wearing my denim jeans under my basketball shorts right now. Always good. Um, so Marsha ends up getting locked in a room because she tries to escape. Um, and then the doctor and M. Night Shyamalan review security footage while M. Night Shyamalan eats wings. Um, and the doctor realizes that um, everything that the that Kevin is doing, or Dennis, the personality is doing, is deliberate because he walks through trash instead of walking around it like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Um, He's putting up then, a front to hide something, but she doesn't really know what. Yeah. Um, and, and then, so Hedwig and Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy tries to use Hedwig to, to get out to escape. They kiss in the most romantic kiss <laughs> on film, and you I think history. Now. From here to eternity has nothing on the kiss and split. That is the funniest part of the movie. He says you might be pregnant now. I die yeah. every time. <laughs> um, and speaking of dying, Anya Taylor-Joy thinks it's her chance to escape because Hedwig says that his room has a window, when in reality it's just a drawing of a window. Um, it's sad. I mean, it's very but sad. side note, I love the detail that they put into Hedwig's room. You're only in there for like one, maybe two scenes. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a million drawings on the wall. Above his bed is a collage of boobs, which also makes me laugh every time. Like, it, it's so good. Like, it, you can see that, like, you can assume that all the other personalities have rooms like this, too, where they keep all their stuff and they just, it's, like, probably as detailed and designed to that, to a T like that. Yeah. Um. So... Casey ends up using a walkie-talkie to call for help, but the person on the other line thinks it's just someone playing a practical joke on him, um, so he does not follow through. Foolish. Uh, foolish. Speaking of foolish, another flashback. Still the hunting trip again. Um, Casey's dad isn't around, so her uncle, Uncle John, is like, he wants to play and strip naked. Yeah, in all seriousness, this part's really uncomfortable to watch. Uh, you don't see anything, but just the implications are very uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I felt like I wanted, I needed to take a shower after just like thinking about the plot. Yeah, I could tell um, you were getting uncomfortable, Dan. That is the part that made me the most uncomfortable. Not any of the, like, the, the gore or anything that happens. Yeah, no. Just this. Um, yeah. Yes. Let's move on, shall we? Why? Why would we ever? Um, you know what they say, you have to live uncomfortably. So let's talk about this scene for let's 45 Let's live minutes. uncomfortably somewhere else. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, a topic we are qualified to discuss. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading the synopsis from IMDb to mm-hmm. go over this or, or following it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this next paragraph in the synopsis word for word. Oh, God. Okay. Claire and Marsha attempt to escape using a wire to unlock the door from the outside Marsha's room. They oh, are God. unsuccessful. That's all it says? That is the paragraph. There's a lot more. It's like it happens for quite a bit of time. It's like seven minutes of yeah. them trying to open a door with a clothes hanger. And behind the scenes is me yelling, you need to have made that hanger have a smaller loop. Yeah. Uh... So the therapist, she goes to Kevin's home to greet them um, in person, which is always a mistake. Mm-hmm. House calls always, always lead in a neutral to... location. Yeah, especially when you're dumping someone. Anyway. I thought this was, was going to lead to a story. No, my mom once told me that. Oh. If you're going to break up with somebody, do it somewhere where you can, you like, 
can tell them Somewhere to leave. Somewhere in public where, where yeah. No, you where you can leave you can if leave. you're uncomfortable or like, anyway, I'm not dumping anybody. Gage is stuck with me for life. I just. Anna, you know. we should record our next episode together in a park. Daniel, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the therapist, she's at the house um, and she's talking to Kevin about the the beast some more and then the horde which is the name given to all the multiple personalities which is a little dramatic yeah i i think why not why not like the the super friends i kind of got the vibe now i don't know if i'm interpreting this correctly i thought that that was supposed to be like the name for like the beast patricia dennis and hedwig and then Uh the rest of them were just like not included in that like Dennis and Patricia wanted to give themselves some spooky name. Yeah. But again, yeah, that's not, I mean, tread lightly. You know, I would have, if I was the one writing this, if I thought I was going to refer to the whole group, I would have, yeah, also been like, why don't we call them like the super fun, cool posse, you know? (laughs) Bunch of cool guys. The cool cats. The crazy crabs. The killer crab. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, Karen, she's terrified, uh, and she ends up finding Claire trapped in her room, uh, but Dennis, he, he pulls Karen away before she can help. Yeah. Um. He gasses her. Yeah. While this is happening, Casey, she finds a laptop while she tries to get online. It's not connected to the internet. Of course, of course not. not. Oh. Whoa. That was a little weird. Woo. <laughs> um, we've been doing this too long. We have. We're finishing each other's... Sandwiches. Jinx. Jinx again. <laughs> Love is an open door. Straight to <laughs> the beast. Uh, yeah, so Anya Taylor-Joy, on this laptop, there are videos of all of the multiple personalities discussing uh, basically who they are. One is really into philosophy, specifically mm-hmm. ancient philosophy. Um, He's way too his... smart for me. I, yeah. I, That personality, That's... I'm like, sir, please. I like how the personality traits that we see from these videos are a uh, person really into ancient Middle Eastern philosophy um, and diabetic woman. Yep. And Barry. We see Barry <laughs> Yeah, again. and Barry. Um, I want to see Barry on a season of Say Yes to the Dress. <gasps> Not Say Yes to the Dress. Um, what's the, the one that Heidi Klum hosted? Project Runway? Oh, yeah. That would be yeah. good. Uh, and then... So Dennis, he goes to an abandoned train car to transform into the beast because his father was killed on a train. I wonder what that means. I don't know. And we like kind of, I think this is the part where we kind of see that like after his his father passed away, his mom became very abusive. Yes. Which again, a lot of times people with this disorder form it because... um, it's a way to protect yourself from specific trauma. Um, it's a way to repress those harmful memories. So that's, I mean, there is some truth in that. But, you know, a normal person probably isn't going to have this, the beast in him or her or them. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a, a, a fictional superhero movie. So mm-hmm. he has phlebtonium disorder. Yes. Thank you, Dan. No matter what Again, they call it. Dan and I are just trying to make sure we cover our bases. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and so the the beast, 
is what he comes back as, and he's stronger. He is transformed. Anna, are you okay? Yeah. You look in distress right now. I stretched. This is the second time this has happened to me. I don't know what's going on, but lately, every time I do, like, a big stretch and, like, put my arms back and try to, like, uh-huh. stretch out my chest, my sternum cracks, and it scares me. Ooh. <laughs> it feels nice, but it always takes me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Someday you'll do it, and you'll just split in half. I'm scared that I will. <laughs> I, I don't think that'll what happen. I, I think you're safe. You never know. Anna, this is this is where your therapist would say you have a very active imagination. Yes, and? <laughs> uh, so the beast, he's big, he's strong. He is a, a, a big boy. Um, and he's got a hide or a skin like a rhinoceros. Nothing gets through very it. veiny. Yeah, like me. Not a fan. Um, Sorry, Dan. How dare you? It's a little, it's a little spooky. How dare you? Um, you, you couldn't, those of you listening, so everybody but Anna, you couldn't see that, but I did my very veiny neck while doing that, which is why I sounded like Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen tries to stab him to get free, but, um. Her butter knife cracks under the yeah, pressure. As he's literally crawling on the wall, like a spider. Yeah, they point, I mean. <laughs> That's the silliest part of this movie. They yeah. mentioned that it's something that, that he could do, but it looks pretty silly. Considering the explanation of why he can act like this, which we kind of get to when we get to the twist, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. There should be no reason why he can climb on the walls like that. Yeah. Um, the reason is he has phleptonium disease. You're right. Um, so she's dead. He actually kills her by hugging her to death. My preferred uh, way to go. <laughs> and Casey, she gets out of the room uh, and tries to find the other girls. And he find, she finds that Marsha is dead and eaten. Her stomach has been eaten. Yeah, and she's been he, disemboweled, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and then she finds Claire. She's alive, but she gets dragged away from the beast off screen uh, in a very classic horror pulling the character honestly that's probably the most like horror-esque moment of this whole movie i would say for me i having seen i think three horror movies ever if we count troll 2 as one of them that does not count um, dan well then having seen two horror movies ever sure um i just i think i consider this more of a thriller than a horror movie for me personally for reference the other horror movie is the santa claus um daniel what? That's not a horror movie. It's about a murder. It's some of Tim, a- Tim Allen's finest work, so you better put be more respectful. I think Tim Allen's finest work was um, transporting all that cocaine across the country. Stop! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Go uh, listen to some pure Michigan commercials and think about what you just said. Okay, to be honest, I was listening to one of the Pure Michigan commercials mm-hmm. while I was driving in the car. Man, I was getting emotional for it. It was like talking about taking a field trip when you were a kid. I was like, oh, man, this is really pulling at the heartstrings. Tim really said, let me just make Dan O'Keefe cry really quick. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, Casey, she's dead. Um, we th- that's where we see the flashback of Kevin's mom yelling at him because this oh, is where yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Claire finds a piece of paper uh, that says, "Say his name, Kevin Wendell Crumb," and we all what collectively a- make fun of him. 
What an unfortunate name. I yeah, he's got a name to make fun of. Wendell. That, I mean, that's probably a family name because that's no offense to all the Wendells out there, but that name is nerdy. That's a hey, nerdy name. One of the top twenty basketball players of all time. His name is Wendell. Steph Curry. And he changed his name. His middle name is De- his dad's name is Dell Wendell. Well, Dell is like a cool. That's like the cool. That's a way cool to nickname it. version of it. Yeah, uh, Wendell. Dell is like sexy. Wendell is weenie. Sexless. Yeah. <laughs> Dell. That's a buy guy our I new shirt. Know. Dell is sexy. Wendell is weenie. Yes. Uh, it only comes in extra smalls. Love that. Can't wait to put one on a child. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the beast, she, he finds Casey, uh, and she shouts Kevin Wendell Crumb, Kevin Wendell Crumb at him, which causes him to revert into Kevin, regular old Kevin, um, who is so confused about everything. He's like, he doesn't understand what's happening. He has no memory. It's been over a year since he was last conscious basically because he says it's still september 2015 right no 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 oh that must be why i thought that movie came out in 2015 i'm a bit dumb uh and and hearing what has happened he immediately goes kill me please um i mean and i'm james mcavoy is such a good actor i cannot get over his his performances in this movie his range yeah especially like Again, in the last scene when he's switching it into three different characters right in front of us, it's so smooth yeah. and it's so good. Yeah, because so Casey, she goes to get a um, shotgun and, and shotgun bullets that are left in the house, the complex that they're in, as the three personalities multiple personalities uh, come out and try to take control uh, and tell Casey to, to stop. They have everything under control. Everything's going to be okay. Trust no uh, one. Yeah, I, I, I especially don't trust the personalities controlling the person who just said to kill him. Mm-hmm. After That just ate two people. I mean, I get why he wanted to be killed, though. Like, not to mm-hmm. be dark or anything, but I probably would have said the exact same thing. Yeah. Um... You know, I think aside from usury, cannibalism, pretty bad. I, yeah, it's up there. For sure, it's up there. Usury, mixing of fabrics, and cannibalism. Are you kidding me? I was going to ask you what that meant. Usury is not mixing of fabrics. Now I feel stupid again. No, usury is not mixing of fabrics. Usury is um, charging interest on loans. Okay, Mr. Bible over here, Mr. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I bet you never superstar. ate a shellfish either. I haven't. Really? Do you just not like fish or No, I don't like fish. Mm. I had shrimp over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Anna like forced me to try some shrimp. Um I've had shrimp before. I don't like the texture. I ate some again. The flavor was fine. I hated the texture. That's fair. It's like, it's like weirdly rubber. smooth, yeah. Yeah. I tried to describe eating sushi to someone once, and apparently I made it sound really unappetizing, even though I was currently eating sushi and, like, eating it and (laughs) describing the texture. Apparently Um, gummy is not something you want to be told. Ew. 
Am I wrong? I've never had sushi, so I don't know. Oh, I really like sushi, so. Uh, so, Casey, she finds the gun and, and starts loading the shells. The beast is crawling on the ceiling and taking out lights. Casual. Uh, they're acting casual. like Venom in Venom. Venom, 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 Venom. I liked that movie. People are really going to be able to date this podcast based off what TikTok trends we reference. In oh, the is that a TikTok trend? I just was referencing yeah. the song. It, the trend is to use the song. Oh, Gage and I just... somebody doing something badass. Gage and I just um, enjoy making fun of that song. Whenever one of us buys new pants, we go denim, 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 denim. <laughs> so. um, episode 200. The nine-hour spectacular about Venom. Yes. <laughs> There's way less content I have for that. I thought it was fine. It'll be great. Don't worry. Um, and... The beast attacks Casey. He rips her shirt and bites her leg. Uh, Owie. And then, she, and then she locks herself in a cage, much to the joy of Papa Roach. Goodbye. <laughs> um, she's shooting at him, uh, and she runs out of bullets without killing him. Not that he, he's been shot, but, you know, he's, he's fine. They're they barely start... penetrating his skin. Sorry to use starts... the word penetrating. Twice. It was fine. The it was fine. The once it was the twice that got it. Um, penetrating. Ooh. Should I say no. penetrating? Okay, that's my ASMR for the day. Penetrating. Ew, Dan. <laughs> um, there's a podcast I listen to where anytime that somebody says the word deeper, another person on the podcast just goes deeper, deeper, deeper. I kind of like that. That was kind of cinematic <laughs> it was um so she's out of bullets and the beast starts bending the metal on the cage to to get at casey and presumably eat her he looks the uh, way i do when i'm trying to open a bag of chips but like my hands are a little wet and i can't get the bag <laughs> open and it's just like stretching um and then he notices a, a lot of self-harm scars on her body and then we see another flashback the worst, each of these flashbacks gets worse and worse. And I think that Correct. this is the worst of them all because it's a flashback to Casey's dad's funeral mm-hmm. where her uncle says that he's going to take care of her moving forward, which is so deeply unsettled. Oh, it's disgusting. Absolutely. She's terrible. still like six at the time when this happened. Not six. Yeah. But probably like a young child. Ten at most. Not yeah. even. Um. And so the beast seeing these scars, he proclaims that Casey is pure hearted because those who have not gone through trials and tribulations cannot be pure hearted. They are impure. But those who have gone through struggles and trials, they are pure hearted, Um, which, you know, in a different movie would be a good message. Uh, it could be turned into a good message, but this is not a message movie. This is not a message movie. No, it is most certainly not. Um, I the feel message like... in this movie is do not get phlebtoniasis or whatever I've been calling it. Yeah, the message in this movie is um, help your dad put the bags into the trunk of the car so you don't get kidnapped by a stranger. <laughs> yeah. And you avoid capture. The end. Um, that's the whole. That's yeah. the whole moral. 
so the beast, Kevin, Dennis, whatever we want to call him, he leaves in case he's alone in the cage. A little bit later, uh, somebody comes down there. It's a, a a guy that I thought was Bruce Willis. Um, <laughs> Not all bald white up. men are the same, Dan. What? Bruce Much Willis, to, Woody Harrelson? It feels really guy. good to be the one correcting you on who an actor is for once. I know. It's really it's refreshing. The, the first time in history. Yeah, I know what Bruce Willis looks like. Not really sure why he's like the one that stuck, but Probably here we are. Moonlighting. The sitcom he was on in the 80s. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Or the fact uh, that last time when Gage and I went to um, Don's TV repair, mm-hmm. Die Hard was playing on one of the TVs. So you're watching it like the whole time. Are you going to look away from it? Die I Hard's did great. to look at my food for like two seconds. Uh, so this man that comes downstairs, he finds Casey and he, he carries her outside to safety. She's been under a zoo this whole time. And the reason Kevin has why, a job at a zoo. And the reason why he developed the beast as a personality is? The zoo. Oh, my God. No, it's because he took on the characteristics of the fiercest animals in the zoo. Oh, that makes, more, that makes so much sense. Skin of a rhino. Diana. Climbing skills of what I can assume is a spider monkey. <laughs> Baldness of a dolphin. <laughs> the fiercest animals at this weird ass Pittsburgh Zoo. Yes. It's just rhino, spider monkey, and dolphin. I mean, spider Put them monkeys. together, you get James McAvoy. Yeah, that's pretty spooky right there. <laughs> um, so the medics arrive, they take Casey in. Um, and one of the medics says that her uncle is there to pick her up, and Casey just looks with absolute dread at that. It's heartbreaking. She starts uh, to cry. Yeah. Um, Kevin is somewhere. He's in an abandoned house by the railroad, uh, and he is cleaning himself up. Uh, the horde is completely controlling the body, and they said that the beast will protect them. And then, you know, maybe the movie would end there. But what's that? We cut to a diner. I think it's Mickey's. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and inside this diner, people are talking about events that happened 15 years ago. Uh, in fact, the quote is, I need to pull it up. But oh, my God. It, it's it's well, While such... you do, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. Go ahead. Mickey's is a famous diner that's um, on a trolley car, I think. Yeah. In Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. I think it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd share in case people didn't grow up thinking that that was something owned by the Disney Corporation and only find out this year that that was just a famous staple of, of Pennsylvania history. <laughs> um, I cannot find this quote, but it is incredible exposition. Um, the the woman says something like. Hey, this reminds me of the that guy that that killed all those people oh, and did all yeah. those terrorists attacks he fifteen had a weird years name ago. Too. Yeah. He had a weird name too. What did they call him? Pause. Oh. Yes. Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. You know who says that? Who says Bruce it, Dan? Bruce Willis. <gasps> he rears his bald head. Now, knowing this and knowing how we're doing this, obviously this is a sequel to Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. But 
No, there was nothing advertised that this is a sequel to Unbreakable. There was nothing to clue you in, with, unless you like were really good at picking up the hints that they dropped in the movie, that this is a sequel to a movie that had come out 15 years ago. Yeah, and I mean, you don't really... You don't need to have seen Unbreakable to get it. You just won't get the last exactly. line. Like, I would have been like, what a cameo if I had seen this yeah. in theaters. <laughs> Because, like, we were definitely too young for Unbreakable when it came out. Yeah, well, of three? Yeah, which means I would have been eight. Like, there's you not really not anything. You would not have been eight. What? You would not have been eight when I was three. Oh, shoot, I did that backwards. I would have been <laughs> five, six, six, six. Final answer. You would have been six. I, added, I thought you said five, so I added three to five. I don't know how old I am, Dan. It's been a long day. <laughs> oh, I found the line. Um... This is like that crazy guy in the wheelchair that they put away 15 years ago. And they gave him a funny name, too. What was it? Mr. Glass. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't hear it, but she says, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis uh, sips his coffee. Yeah. And then we cut to the credits, and that is Split. The music swells. I really like this movie. I'm going to say it again, unpopular opinion. Or maybe it is a popular opinion, depending on what side of all the controversy you're on. I just I think had, it's enjoyable. I think that the controversy of this is coming from a small group of well-meaning, but overly critical people viewing this film overly empathetic over critical is the wrong word i would say i agree with you it's people whose hearts are in the right place yes but i think it's the same people who you know a lot of great art comes from <laughs> I'm just trying, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good way to explain this. Like, I think it can be to the detriment of a lot of things, but also to the advantage. It brings the awareness mm -hmm. to discuss. Like, think about when Book of Mormon came out, okay? The musical. I'm looking at the poster that Gage has right now. I'm really interested out. in how you're going to tie all this around, starting okay. with lots of great art. Um... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is, when that musical came out, uh, people were worried, like, how will the Mormons react? How will the Mormons react? One of the things it did well was it brought interest and people wanted to learn more about that specific religion because they saw the comedy or something in that specific musical and they wanted to learn more. Um, I think in a different way, this sheds some light on a mental illness that's not as common. Um, I think in a lot of pieces of art, people usually refer to like the more common disorders like um, depression, anxiety, uh, OCD, ADHD, ADD, things like that. Um, things people have heard of. Whereas this presents an opportunity for people to be open to discuss, okay, well, that's not something that actually would happen when a person is experiencing DID. However, Here's some ways that it did 
bring up positive um, conversation for this disorder. Here's some things that people can experience. Here's how to know if the signs and symptoms of if one of your friends or family members is experiencing it. However, don't look to this movie for fact. This is a work of art based in fiction. However, fiction is drawn from real life most of the time. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, you, you put it very well. Thank you. Ooh, that's about as eloquent as I can be today. I am tired. <laughs> My brain was functioning on all cylinders just now, and I can't do it again. Mm -hmm. um, so, as I said, James McAvoy is incredible in this. He it, is so he, good. There is one, the, the two scenes that really stand out, just showing like his ability to switch between characters. Like, all the characters, obviously you know they're all James McAvoy, and... Like it's you the tell, fluidity. but you believe that they are all completely different characters. Yeah. Um, but there is one scene where he's in the therapist's office and he switches between Barry and Dennis. And it's just a slight head tilt and demeanor change. And it's a completely different character. Mm -hmm. And then when Anya Taylor-Joy is yelling his real name and he goes from being the Beast to being Kevin... It's still, it's just the switch. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's his um, mouth shape. It's his eyes. It's like so drawn, like so, so based in his face, I feel. I mean, like obviously like there are other parts of his body with this camera. This uh, movie has so many like tight shots mm -hmm. that so much of it is focused on like his mouth shape and the way his eyebrows look and the way his eyes are like open, shut. Like, I don't know. It's just very interesting to, yeah. um, I can't even imagine, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I wish I was that good of an actor. Me too. I can barely smile. You expect me to be able to do all those things, right? I'm like, they're like, can you read for these two parts in the same show? I'm like, so you want the same person twice? <laughs> the first show that I was cast in at Marquette, I was playing four different characters. You know what that means? The same person is in four different costumes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, so some <laughs> trivia about Split. Um, so this is the first, seemingly the first example of a stealth sequel where nobody knew it was a sequel until it came out. A sneak attack sequel. A sneakwool. Yeah, a sneakwool. Oh my gosh, what is this? Alvin and the Chipmunks? S the squeakwool. Um, James McAvoy got ripped for the movie. Got much more bulky. Um, I'm getting and Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy lost 15 pounds to portray a, a depressed and troubled teenager. No offense. Like a deeply traumatized teenager. No offense. I would have never known she looks exactly the same. She is normally slender. She must have lost it from her feet because I never would have known. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, Kevin was supposed to be the original antagonist for Unbreakable. But Shyamalan couldn't figure out a way to make both characters work in the same movie. So he he took him from that and made Split been. based around him. It would have been so long. So it long. It would have been so long. Um, this movie was released in January, which is normally the dumping ground for movies. There weren't really any expectations for it. Uh, and it just blew all of them out of the water. Because this was... Shyamalan was coming off of a string of, let's not say hits... Because um, in between this and Unbreakable, you had Signs, positively reviewed. Um, the Village, negative. Lady in the Water, negative. 
the happening. The plants are killing people? Um, okay, Lady in the Water I definitely watched in high school and thought I was so cool because I watched a scary movie. So let's mm-hmm. just remind everyone of that. And then The Last Airbender, everyone's favorite movie. Trash. After Earth with Will and Jaden Smith. Mm. Uh, and then he made The Visit in 2015, which Is that got the one with pretty the grandparents? Yeah. Ch- cheesy. I'm sorry. That one looks so cheesy. I've never seen it, but I remember as a scared... It's, I think it's supposed to be cheesy. Okay, good. Because as a yeah. scared of everything youth, I saw those trailers and still thought it was cheesy. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and then Split came out and it got good reviews. So th- those two movies brought him back into popular culture and f- further away from the the punchline m night Shyamalan is very hit or miss i feel like he either really yeah. knocks it out of the park or he really really uh he foams it in i guess <laughs> um and then the other piece of trivia is that the movie was originally supposed to star joaquin phoenix who would later play a similarly troubled character in the worst movie of 2019, Joker. I'm this glaring is your at Joker you. Joker origin story, isn't it? I, yeah, Dan. Except <laughs> instead of instead of killing you, I'm gonna steal your cat. I don't think I'm capable of anything How more evil. How dare you? That is the e- most evil thing you could do. I know. Um. So I already got the red lipstick. This movie was supposed to be part of a trilogy that Devil, which is his movie that came out in 2010, he produced it, um, but Devil did not do well, uh, so he instead fit it into the world of Unbreakable. Um, I never saw Devil, but I remember the trailer was uh, a elevator shaft falling like an elevator falling down an elevator mm. shaft i don't remember it crazy. at all at all yeah i didn't see it um and then the last piece of trivia is that so there's a scene where hedwig does a dance to dubstep music oh my god uh, i love that scene it's very funny um according to an interview with anya taylor joy the dance tells the story of hedwig going to a club getting challenged to a dance battle, being attacked and bitten by a zombie, and then turning into a zombie. That's everything. That's everything. I love... It is. I love at the end when he does a breakdance pose, but we just see his feet in the air. (laughs) It's fantastic. I like to think that they told James McAvoy to do a breakdance pose, but he said, my arms are feeling tired, so he just laid on the ground and put his feet up. (laughs) Um, and then before I, I, I give, I want to give my final thoughts on the movie. I, there's another quote that I want to say, okay. um, that I scrolled past and now I need to find it again. Uh, oh, uh, here we go. Um, Jay, what health conscious fast food purveyor did you originally solicit to buy these chicken wings? You so lovingly reheated in a minor suicidal gesture. Iconic. And then Jay's one line, Hooters. Jay would go to Hooters. <laughs> um, you know so, M. Night Shyamalan laughed his little booty off when he was right. He was like, yeah, that's good. That's absolutely. good. Absolutely. Again, M. Night Shyamalan seems just like a regular guy. Yeah, he really does. Like I said, it shocks me how normal he looks. Yeah. Um, 
so I did not like Unbreakable. I thought it was dreadfully boring. I recall the betrayal. Um, Split, I thought was great. I think it, it is tight. It is, I am... It not, I mean, edge of my seat is the wrong word, but I'm fully invested the whole time, even starting with the opening title credits, um, which are very well designed. They like Saul Bass, reminiscent of they're um, very his beautiful design style. Mm-hmm. Um, James McAvoy is incredible in it. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is, um, and she's not as good as she is in The Queen's Gambit, of course, but she is good as a scream queen in this. Um, and just overall, I think it's a, a, it doesn't make sense. I don't care if it makes sense. It makes sense for the movie, so it makes sense for me. So I think it's good. I think it's a, a very enjoyable movie. Good. I, I'm yeah, just glad, like, I'm just glad you liked this one because I really like this one. Yeah. And I know um, that's selfish, but it's true. <laughs> no, of course you want, I always want people to like the things I like. Why do you think I keep recommending Quiz Show? <sighs> Do not make that noise. I know you like it. You saw it. I, I did. Was there I watched with you. it with you. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and you didn't dislike it, which is all that I care about. That is correct. I didn't dislike um, it. So would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as all of all of the men, all of James McAvoy? I'm going to say it right now. Worse. I don't think there's anybody else that could do this. I mean, no offense. Some I think of- there are some people who could do it. Name, but- name one. I want to know. Um, I or mean, if like, you didn't have Daniel any... Day-Lewis is too old. I, hot take, hot take. I think I... Daniel Day-Lewis is boring oh, in every movie take. I've seen. Have you him. seen There Will Be Blood? No, but I've seen My Left Foot and Lincoln. Oh, well, yeah, you watched him in the boring movies. They were both boring. Um, He's very entertaining in There Will Be Blood mm. and Gangs of New York, where okay. he's just an insane person with a mustache. Well... Um, me and my two boring films think he's a bad actor. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else could, uh, like, what living actor could do this. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, so um, many of our famous actors that we love today are so, well, maybe a young decap could have. Maybe. A young Denzel Washington? Maybe. I feel like everybody's, ma- Tom Hanks couldn't. Sorry, Tom. No. Um, Johnny Tom Depp Hanks is could too, not. too lovable. Um, all of Johnny Depp's characters are the same. All of Tom Hanks's characters are the same. There, I said yeah. it. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, and I'm saying this full well, knowing I love them. Christian so. Bale. Who? I'm sorry, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know him good enough to give a rating, but maybe. One of the characters uh, would have to be Batman, though. <laughs> That was Patricia. I can't do a Batman voice. Just pretend that's a Batman voice. That was Patricia. Thank you. Where are the other drugs? Oh, God. Um, Swear to me. Yeah, it it is a very uh, short list of actors that could play this role. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you know. And I feel like we... Ed Harris... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we mentioned when we were watching the movie or maybe Gage and I had discussed this at a different time. Sometimes life blurs together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they could have made this movie work by having different actors play each of the 
personalities and then have it revealed at some point. That, that they're, they're all the same. All per- the like same we're seeing person. them through their view yes. of how they view themselves. Um, I don't think it would have worked as well. Me either. Because I don't uh, like the. There isn't really a, the the twist before the the fact that it's an unbreakable sequel twist. Mm-hmm. It, there isn't really a twist, which no. I think works a lot better for the plot of this movie because that would seem very contrived. Mm-hmm. It, it would. I think it would need to be written differently like incredibly it would have to be a perfect script to be able to do that true um okay i just wanted to know yeah. what you thought if you thought like it was the, even like possible. the mr M- the not mr mcgorium's wonder emporium thing, <gasps> the, oh um, i know exactly what you're talking about I can't the, remember where heath ledger had died during filming yeah and they replaced and they like used different actors to finish it i forget what it's called too but it's yeah. similar to that yeah. That title. Um, would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart as Jay? Holders. Holders. God, I can't. Holders. It'd be the same. No, it'd be worse. I think that's a role that only M. Night Shyamalan was born to play. Yes. It was written for him, by him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else about the movie before you give a score? Mm, I I just really like this one. I remembered it the clearest out of all the movies. Out of all three of them, I should say not out of every movie I've ever out seen. Out of every movie ever. Yes. No, I, I just think, for me, I just really enjoy this one. And I think that's because as I've gotten older, I've begun to like thriller, darker movies a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I like this movie just because there are so many aspects of it that are still kind of funny and still kind of cute, but it covers a lot of deeper, darker topics and it's approachable. Yes. You know, because sometimes I feel like a problem that I run into with deeper, darker, more artsy movies. Deeper. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Is that sometimes I think they think they have to be really intense and really like not not, well serious and also like you have to be a hundred percent smart on top of your game to watch them and i think Mm -hmm. that's not fair and i like that this movie because it is supposed to be a superhero supervillain whatever movie is much more approachable and much easier to watch and understand without it having to be like a Think. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a movie that you have to think a lot about, but sometimes it's nice to watch a movie that's deep without having to be too, too crazy. It's still thought-provoking, yeah. though, which I like. Yeah, but I know I, I, I can't think of an example right now, but it's there are those movies that you watch it and you walk out and you're tired after, after watching it because you were like, you were thinking so much and you know those are are good but you know i like to watch movies with my brain off Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah sometimes i want to just enjoy the ride yeah Um, Mm. it's it's like the meme of of average blank fan and it's like the a a very disappointed dork versus average blank enjoyer and it's just like a model being like oh this was good splendid (laughs) um I feel so, like I'm often the average enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Rating time. On a scale of one to five inches between Anya to- Taylor-Joy's eyes, what do you give this movie? <laughs> Ooh, you are Gage's mortal enemy. He thinks she's so hot. She's um, really, she's very attractive. I, I think, did you say when we were watching it that you want to put lipstick on her lips? Yeah, she has very pretty features, and I think that her lips are perfect for putting lipstick on. I'd love to do her makeup. Anya, if you ever want yes. a random girl to do your makeup, hit me up. My boyfriend Let's, might try to try to hook up with you. Sorry about that. Listen, I'm not saying the, the, the distance between her eyes is a negative or anything. It is just her most notable feature. True. So, I would give with this that, movie what do you give it? four inches between her eyes. Okay. You know what? I'm with you. Thank you, Dan. I'm glad we're on also the Also four inches. Um, oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, it, it's enjoyable. Hey, man. Um, I really hope Glass is as good as this. I know it won't be, but I wish it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything else to add before we wrap this sucker up and you can finally give the people what they want? Your Twitter account. Oh God. Um. No, I think I. I think I said everything I wanted to say. I feel like this was a good cerebral discussion at ten o'clock at night. Um, Ma'am, it's 11.08. I should have been in bed four hours ago. Yeah, for real. Gage, I saw Gage turn the light off in the bedroom, so I envy him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think we covered everything. Yeah. You? yeah, no, I think we're good. good. In that case, if you like the show, thanks for listening, first off. Oh, my God. Um, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. Uh, you can also buy our merch, shop.wearecreativeland.com. Um, you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can find me on the internet at Dan O'Keefe 86 on Twitter and on my website, Dan O'Keefe.com. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at AutumnusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. You, too, can be one of the first of my many fans (laughs) to see a day where I tweet twice in one day, and both of them are such gems that they earn a collective total of 13 whole likes. Oh, baby. I know. And a comment. Whoa, that's Whoa. engagement. Yeah, uh, what can I say? We will be back next week talking about the last of the Unbreakable Split Glass Trilogy. Does this have a name? Yeah, it's a train thing. I can't remember what it's called, though. Gage told me it has something to do with the Unbreakable Train. The East Rail 177 Trilogy. Yeah, I just, yeah, that's the one. That's a silly name. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about Glass. So tune in next week for that. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. Me wanna die. Oh, 
So anyway, that's why we thought it needed some explanation. 